0: Welcome to Fintech's DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Marisol Collazo, who is Managing Director and Global Head of Relationship Management at DTCC, and Board Member and Chair of Women in Financial Markets. She is joined by Susie de Verdelon, Head of Swap Clear and Listed Rates at LCH and Board Member of Women in Financial Markets. They are both here today to share how they walk the talk for inclusion in our sector and more importantly, what more they want done. Welcome to both of you. I'm super happy to have you with us. Thank you for having us, Nadia. So, Marisol, I'm going to come to you first. Tell us a bit more about Women in Financial Markets and the mission to elevate, connect and advance women across the globe.
1: One, thank you, Nadia, for having us join and be able to share about Women in Financial Markets and what we do. First, at our core, we believe it's good business to invest in women. We recently rebranded this past September from Women in Derivatives to Women in Financial Markets, and that really reflected feedback from our members and our sponsors regarding the extent of the impact we've had in the industry beyond derivatives. A bit more about who we are, WIFM was established in 2007 when five women came together and recognized that they did not see other senior women across their client dealings, conferences, or in their general networks. From five women organizing small events in in New York City to a global reach today of over 6,000 members globally and 6,000 LinkedIn followers across the EU, U.S., and APAC. Our members' expertise range from sales, trading, marketing, operations, risk, regulatory, technology, compliance, legal, and other matters. Our mission, as you noted, Nadia, is to connect, elevate, and advance women across the global markets. And now we have the ability to do that beyond that in terms of capital markets, private markets, and fintech. so really beyond derivatives. The programming that we offer to our members is designed to provide targeted channels for education, for mentorship and networking, leveraging senior leaders, both men and women, within our organisations and more broadly within the industry.
0: It's super, super exciting to hear all the work that you've done from five of you in 2007 to such a huge base now of connections and elevation and advancement for women across the globe. And I love how you've expanded the mission as well. But there's something that I really want to draw attention to. And that is that I've heard you say we are bias breakers. Now, I'm just in love with that. And I want to make sure that everyone hears all about it. And hears some of the examples of it. So please tell us more. Sure.
1: I absolutely love to say that at WIFM, we are bias breakers. And there are certain aspects of how women come together and how we show up in the workplace. And one is this perception of seniors' women's abilities to work together. And certainly from my own experience growing up in the industry, there was always this sort of sense that as women, we don't potentially... Playing the sandbox well together, men have done that through 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 sports and engagement. I'm here to tell you that through my own experiences and being on this board and the work that we've done on this board, we're bringing together vision, passion, challenge, debate. We come from different perspectives um, and different views, and we execute. And what it's actually done, it has really strengthened us as a board, and it's forged a trust and a respect that really has enabled this growth expansion that we're now seeing. And one is we're demonstrating the strength that women have and and the multitude of skills that they can bring to the table. The second is often we don't hear about the roles that are out there in the industry. And we are within with them creating that whispered network, because often these roles, Nadia, aren't published, aren't made aware of, That it's the importance of the network. And so one of the things that we have started to do in terms of breaking some of that bias is making sure that within our networks that we are being much more intentional and open about sharing what those roles are, what those potential opportunities are, who we think someone else should be meeting. Just getting better at the capabilities of networking and putting the networking into an effective play, essentially, beyond just uh, camaraderie. The last one I would talk about is our wolf packs. We've cascaded this into how we have our members engaged. So we've started to bring our members together based on careers, common interests, capabilities into smaller groups. They collaborate on key topics. They will come together from time to time, talk about business, personal challenges, development challenges. But what it's ended up forming are these strong bonds within the cohort. And what we have as a result of that are women who are coming together who are vulnerable, who are empathetic and who are powerful at the same time. They're helping to elevate each other they're helping to make each other much more resilient in a meaningful way, and that's energizing their careers. So when I talk about bias breakers, those are the kind of aspects that I think we're contributing to our industry.
0: And it's so powerful to hear the examples of how you're doing that. And. Look, as somebody from the talent and recruitment space, I couldn't agree more how important that is for that network and to normalise the conversation of your next move and who somebody else works with and what you can learn from them and how you want to progress. So I'm so pleased you brought that up. Susie, share some of your work as another board member for the organisation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think what we're seeing in Europe is a real demand for more industry-wide initiatives. And that's where WIFM just fits in perfectly. We've, we've got a lot of support from institutions that have really progressed the agenda in terms of what they do within their own communities and their own corporate structures. But really, I think as we look through what does success mean for, for our community, it's really about those bonds, those connections that, that Marisol spoke about. And to your point, how do you get that role? How do you get agency over your career and how do you forge an amazing path in that industry that is ours? So concretely in Europe, uh, what we're working on uh, very actively is harnessing that broad support into really concrete opportunities with programming, really relevant immediately for people to bring back into their day jobs today to progress their careers. I've just personally hosted um, a really interesting panel discussion with really senior leadership at at the FCA in the UK on artificial intelligence, which is just phenomenal to be able to tap into that, a really concrete expertise uh, for me, myself, and for the community that attended. The Wolf Packs that Marisol spoke about, they're also very active in Europe. Again, that's just such a phenomenal expertise that's being pooled for a one plus one equals three outcome, where you have that sort of counsel and that coaching and that really safe and authentic way happening across firms, across seniorities, across expertise. And so we're really seeing that real belonging standing up across an industry rather than individual corporate loyalties, right? And then I think just maybe on a personal note, as something i phenomenally enjoyed as a board member of WIFM, this is a volunteer group that's come together, but it's just the ability to really affect change with a phenomenal cohort of women that are dedicating their time, but in a really structured, practical way with programming, with cohorts, and always leading with really concrete focus on elevating those female leaders. So whether you're involved in WIFM as an ambassador, a general member, or maybe contributing as a board member, I think we are really guided by very practical outcomes for our membership. And I think that's really resonated in Europe, where we're really growing at PACE.
0: I think what what really stands out is uh, exactly what you said, the practical outcomes. And it's the both of you are sharing so many learnings, but you're really focusing on issues and, and problems that need to be debunked. So I want you to share a bit more about your views on women in risk and women applying for roles? Because this seems such a huge topic right now.
1: Yeah, I'll kick off with that one, um, Nadia. So I've already shared the Whisper Network in, in terms of um, how we communicate those senior roles, but there's another aspect in terms of how women and their attitudes towards looking for new roles or career progression. And there are three areas that I have observed in in both my role as a board member and also my own personal experience of learnings over the past, 25 plus years. One is that as women, we tend to keep our heads down and work really hard. And that works in the early years of your career where your hard work is recognized and you are promoted. What we have seen is that as you get mid-year into your career and really the advantage of what we're teaching is start early in terms of looking at the more macro goals and objectives of the company or the department that you're in. The earlier you start, the better you will be at your career progression. And so that is something that we focus on in terms of, yes, it's important to work hard and to demonstrate your work ethic but not at the risk of of failing to understand the broader corporate culture and the company goals. So that's one. The second is we also see a trend where women search for jobs when they are unhappy in their current employment. That needs to change. Why does it need to change? A woman searching for a job or in any individual let's face it, searching for a job when they aren't unhappy are going to be operating from a place of weakness and desperation. And so we want to change that narrative. We want women to change their association with being open to opportunities and discussions when they are in a position of strength, when it is out of curiosity, when it is out of networking. And so that's something that we continue to look at, and them through these events, through these cohorts, through these wolf packs, increase your curiosity, learn what is happening. Often we know that jobs are often placed based on relationships, on networks, and so important that women build that, that, that muscle when they're thinking about applying for roles. They need to be thinking about it from a position of strength. And the last is how are you proactively and often this is discussed but i don't think we really get into the depthness in uh, the yeah you know, in the, into a more deep exploration of this in terms of building your brand your identity and today we are a social media public you know platform right and so how are you thinking about that what are you commenting on what does your linkedin profile look like would you be excited by reading your LinkedIn profile? Could you determine what is your voice within that? There needs to be a much more intentional action of looking at where you are in that public space and what thought leadership are you driving? What does it say about you? I think even as board members, we've all reflected on how strong our LinkedIn profiles are or Our social media profile is but it is the way forward, right? It is the way to demonstrate what's your voice. And so it's something that you can actually control. So that's another important factor of how you make yourself, I'd say, much more marketable and resilient to how opportunities come along.
0: And I totally agree with that. Like, I I always advise people that your LinkedIn is the window to how you do your job. A CV is just a description of what you have done. And I think that LinkedIn profile can really show the sorts of things that I'm very passionate about. Potential, transferable skills, agility, adaptability, depending on what you're showcasing on there. But also, this is all really linked to the work that you do with Vigor around the leadership programs. There's a lot that you do there. There's exec coaches. You've achieved so much through the the network i'd love you to tell us a bit more detail about it sure i'm happy to and again this is a global effort so I'm, i'm i
1: will encourage susie to join in as well in terms of the targeted efforts in the eu but essentially we have a few key rock bedrock programs one is the educational forums and this is where we have great events across the globe susie mentioned earlier an ai event we've had macroeconomic events where we're talking about what the economy looks like. We've had during uh, presidential elections discussions around what might happen depending on who who wins certain elections as to what happens in our industry. We've had derivatives, master classes, etc. So a broad range of topics that we have covered under the educational forums and panel discussions including panelists from commissioners, heads of investment and hedge funds, asset managers, C-suite executives, and beyond. So those are fantastic events for our broader membership to engage with. In addition, we have another um, part of our programming, which is the leadership development program. This is where we partner with executive coaches uh, across several cohorts. This I'm very excited about. I'm along with another board member established this many years ago. And it was really a way to make sure that women are developing themselves as they are developing their career and their knowledge at all levels of their careers. We have cohorts from what we call Emerge, which is our early career from zero to five years. Uh, We have our um, rising stars, which are, you know, mid career. And then we have our trailblazers, which are fully established members in their industry and are able to demonstrate the skills and the development that they've been able to uh, learn over the years with some of our other um, members. And so through partnering those cohorts with executive um, coaches, they're able to further their impact wherever they are in their career. And then last, we have, we're very excited. We've launched a male ambassador program, and it's bringing men into the discussion, into the conversation. How can you be a better upstander, a great male ally? What are you doing to help promote women within your organization? So it's a very structured program. And what we're finding is that the male ambassadors that we've had through these cohorts are now really engaging with our membership. And in a meaningful way, we're hitting to the hearts and the minds. And so we're helping them to understand what it means to be an upstander within their own communities. And it's just multiplying the impact. We're, again, we're super excited. And last, as I mentioned, something that's available to all our membership is the Wolf Packs. And I love the strength of the Wolf Pack, the concept of it, the support that we as an organization are able to provide to women that are. Uh, self-managing, coming together on business topics. And all this programming is made possible through our sponsors. We had over 40 sponsors from our last Gala event. So these are corporate companies who are who believe in our mission, are investing in us, uh, who make these programs possible. Our membership is free. And it is really off the back of these corporate sponsors that we're able to offer all this program.
2: Yeah, And for us, the the pandemic brought a couple of of benefits in terms of really rolling out more global programming because suddenly there was a number of events that were were accessible across the globe. They were not necessarily in person and we continued to benefit from a real mixture of programming, allows us to be much more inclusive in terms of time zones, really broaden out the reach. So we've had a a phenomenal uptake in Europe um, of events that historically we couldn't offer as broadly. So I think when we think about how this can really be impactful in, as an example, London, um, I get phenomenal feedback from the vantage point of being able to participate out of London in a global discussion, in a a global dialogue, um, and bring that content back in terms of CFTC, Uh, view in terms of of a macro debate uh, on dollar rates um, and bringing uh, that connection.
0: And I think it's super important that you are based in London and a huge focus is about building that membership across the EU. Can you tell us a bit more about how you're doing that and the goals?
2: Yeah, so absolutely. So our goal is to is to double our membership. About a thousand of the six thousand members of WIFM are in Europe, in in London, in Dublin, in Paris, Frankfurt, and beyond. So that's actually just a one year goal, is just to double it. We've already doubled it in two thousand and twenty three. So we really are feeling a real demand. A really strong uptake of things like the wolf packs which we provide sort of the backbone for we provide the pacing the format of it but a lot of it is just women coming together forming those wolf packs and picking the topics they want to discuss and share on so we want to extend that membership we're well underway on that we are extending our programming we're speaking on many of the industry conferences that take place in europe as well as leading some of our own sort of thought leadership events we will deliver at least one sort of 100 person plus event per quarter. And then we are um, continuing to add ambassadors and participants in all of the leadership programs that Marisol mentioned. Many of our corporate sponsors have offices in London, so we work in conjunction there. But as I said, there's a lot of people that are very interested in just building that industry network, moving past their own corporate loyalties, and WFM is just speaking to them in Europe very actively.
0: Congratulations on already hitting some of those big goals. It's it's brilliant to see, and I, I hope it continues to grow as I'm sure it will. How important
2: is it that we continue championing inclusion? I think it's vital, right? Inclusion's not a natural consequence of diversity. It doesn't doesn't necessarily always come together, though often and happily it does sometimes. It does take some pretty conscious and collective action to create inclusion, right? And so I think uh, it's really important we focus on that really long term to, to see some systemic change. There's been a lot of good efforts across our industry, right? Uh, Many of us have been through unconscious bias training. Many of us are working on bias and performance management, promotion development processes, part of of our sort of day roles. But I think what we're finding in WIFM is that strong net within Mm -hmm. firms, but also beyond a really critical lever for belonging. And so having those networks is just really important for inclusion, to follow suit of all the efforts we're making in diversifying our industries is frankly one of the reasons why I'm investing so heavily in an industry network is that I, I can really see just the agency and the energy it gives our members in being able to rely on that network for coaching, for questions, uh, for authentic conversations, for really interesting expert access. And so I think when we've achieved our objective, when we've actually really built that sense of connection, belonging across all those business areas that we're working on, all the Countries we're working in, or the languages that we're operating in, so that's that's why I do think we can't step down the focus there. Absolutely, and I, I really
0: appreciate you know, you making that distinction between the diversity that so many people talk about and its inclusion. And I think that's just so powerful. And this entire pod has been just a, a brilliant insight into all the amazing work that that you're both doing, that the whole organisation is doing. For those people listening to this podcast right now, how can they engage?
1: First off, we would love for anyone listening to join us by following us on the LinkedIn, Women in Financial Markets. You can also go to our website, www.womeninfinancialmarkets.org and join our membership. As mentioned, it is free. And so it's a simple action and step that you can take forward. We host both in-person as well as virtual events. So it really is a great opportunity, a great platform to engage with. And want to thank you again, Nadia, for the opportunity for us to come and share our story about our organization that we're very passionate about and helping to influence much more of an inclusive workforce for women in financial markets. So thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you to you both for joining us today. I'm so excited about everything that you've shared. Um, and it's been brilliant for our listeners to be able to Know exactly what to do next to join your community and to help drive things forward. So, thank you for joining us on today's FinTech DEI discussions. Let's listen, let's learn, let's walk the talk.